0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And on this episode, we're going to answer your questions from Facebook, Twitter, and email, and snail mail, and all those great places. Um joined at the table by our panel of experts, client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. Agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. And hello. Again, thank you everybody for joining us. This is one of our question and answer shows. Um, No theme to this one, just sort of general, whatever came in, we're going to answer as many as we can. We got quite a few, so I'm sure there'll be another Q&A show in our future. So if we don't answer your question now, don't be worried. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. So let's get started. Question number one, I have heard I can order my meal ahead of time. At the quick service restaurants, can you tell me how this works? This is brand new for Disney as of the time we're recording this. So, Tracy, tell us about it.
1: I actually had the opportunity to do this recently. Um, It's not all restaurants yet, all quick service restaurants. Could you happen to know which... I don't know the full list because it's literally changing all the time. Yeah,
2: I mean, in the parks anymore, it's essentially everything at this point, like but not not at the, like the actual like resorts, the resorts. But yeah, it's been basically adapted to all the theme parks.
1: So until very recently, you could only do this if you were paying with a credit card and you ordered your meal through your My Disney Experience app. And it, your meal was paid for with a credit card that was, was stored in your My Disney Experience account. Very recently, they changed it, and now you can start using your dining credits for this. So that's really exciting. So the day that we had done it, um, we were off-site and came in for the day, and we were at Animal Kingdom, and we walked up to Restaurantosaurus, and the lineup was right out the building. And I was like, wait a minute, I think I got mobile order here. So I pulled up the app, went into mobile order, and it picked up that I was at the restaurant. Like It popped up a message to say, hey... You know, we have mobile ordering here. Do you want to order? Wow. So I clicked through. We were able to go through the menu, order for the three of us. Um, we all ordered what we wanted. I paid for it right away with the credit card through the app. And it kind of updated me through the stages. So I said, okay, we've received your order. Um, we'll let you know when it's ready. And you can just walk up. They have a separate uh, counter where you walk up to get your food within three or four minutes. I got a message to say my food was ready. I walked up to the counter. He asked my, you give your name. He asked my name, told him my name. He handed me my food. The entire thing from the time I walked up to the restaurant and decided I was going to eat, took about six minutes. And at least three of that was deciding what I wanted to eat. Wow. Now this was my experience. Yours may have different, but it couldn't have been smoother.
2: Yeah. The, the two caveats with it, uh, a, If you aren't using your dining plan credits and you're just paying with the credit card, even if you're an annual pass holder, you're not going to get your discounts with this because it's right through the app. You pay full price. But back when I was doing it a lot, it was because of the added convenience. Well, you know, I'm okay losing out on that $1 off if I don't have to wait in this line behind a family that's been standing there looking at the menu for about ten minutes at that point and then gets up and still doesn't know what they want. I will <laughs> I'll pay the extra money. The issue now is now that dining plan has been accepted with it, prepare for a lot longer lines. Right. It's kind of like it's the be change. more popular now. It's like the change from when FastPass was first starting out and people didn't really know a lot about it, didn't know how to. When you got the FastPasses at a good time, you could basically walk right on to some of those attractions. Now we have FastPass Plus, and you're waiting in a little bit of a shorter line than you would have if you went in the regular line. But it's still backed up with mobile ordering now. A lot of times you will see it just as busy, if not busier, than the actual line to wait in and go up to a cash register because it is just so easy and convenient. Uh, but it has gotten significantly busier now. So uh, the days of only waiting five or less minutes for your food doing mobile ordering are, are now over. Except, what is times. there a
0: time frame of how far in advance you can do this? Can you do it an hour in advance of
2: your arrival? I've honestly yeah. So what yeah. happens
1: in the when I place the order, it said let us know when you've arrived and we'll start your food. Yeah. So I placed the order, and I did it right back to back because I was it happened to be at the yeah. restaurant, but there was a second step where I let them know when I arrived, and then they knew okay now we're going to start your food and we'll let you know when it's ready. Yeah. So you could, I guess, order it an hour or so ahead yeah, once you're on right your way.
3: Your, all your days while you're there.
1: Yeah. And while you're on your way, you would, you know, let them know, okay, I'm here or I'm on my, on my way. And then your food is ready yeah. when you walk up to the car. Okay.
2: And, and I will say a lot of apps uh, that do food ordering through them, uh, you'll, you'll run into where they can track your GPS so they know if you're telling the truth or not say. about where right. you're at. Kind uh, of
0: like when I'm at Disney Springs and I tell them I'm ready for my car, but I'm still yeah. in the theater I, you know, ex- watching the end of the...
2: <laughs> exactly. Same same exact thing with that. Uh, but with this, it doesn't do this. So you can say, like, I'm right outside the restaurant, and you can be on the complete other side of the park. They'll start your food. So if you think it might be a little bit busier, if you've been having that issue, you know... You, Go ahead and yeah. say you're you're closer than you really are. And I guess
0: the only drawback to that is if you don't get there, your food might get cold yeah. or right. be sitting out or something yeah. like that.
1: But it's next level. I mean, it's it's so convenient. And then you can and if you are that family sitting down perusing the menu, you can sit there and do it right.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I think we've become that culture now. Where mm-hmm. this is what we want. We want to order food and have it delivered from anywhere. Yep. We want to order our food. We want what hands. we want. It's we just, want it now. Yeah, just become (laughs) what I
3: wanted it yesterday.
0: Did you
1: have the options for gluten free options? That is a drawback for sure. There's no special uh, at this point. You can't order from the special dietary menus. I don't know that you ever will be able to Mm. because I think having ordered from the special dietary menus, um, there's a very specific protocol in place and I don't know that they can replace that protocol with an app. Yeah. So we'll
2: see. You can customize your order. Right. So uh, if there's something that you know that is, is on there that you might not enjoy, uh, you know, like, like
1: I could say no cheese or whatever.
2: Exactly. Kylie doesn't, she can't eat bell peppers and stuff. So on the off chance there's that. You know, we could just say no peppers and take care of that problem. But at the end of the day, uh, if the allergy's severe, you always want to go the normal steps. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's not a, you can't really say that in advance. but That's right. Oh, good to know. Excellent. All right. Moving on to our next question. Would you consider branching out into the UK and offer Disneyland Paris trips? Assuming she means, will Dreams Unlimited Travel ever sell Disneyland Paris? The answer right now is no. Um, We can, as a travel agency, we certainly can sell Disneyland Paris if we wanted to. There's a lot of, what's the right word? A lot of hurdles for us to jump, for us to sell this uh, particular property at the moment. Um, In addition to that, um, I don't feel we have enough agents who could support regular bookings at Disneyland Paris. We really only have one agent who goes on any kind of regular basis. I don't know enough about the product to sell it.
1: I've been once. Yeah, we've been once or twice. I've sold it a couple times. Um, And then one of the biggest hurdles or obstacles is pricing. Often what I have found is that when I'm pricing it through our resources here, um, the way that we have to book things as an authorized Disney agency, uh, the price is not the same. It's higher than what Disneyland Paris is offering direct on their website. Um, or what other, you know, UK agencies are offering. So the offerings are just different. The promotions are different. I didn't even book my own Disneyland Paris trip no. through me through Dreams, um, because it was just not the best deal to do so. I've had one client that I've been able to book it for, and when I compared it, we were the same, and I booked it for her, and she had done, um, she had done the trip through us. But I can think of a handful of times where it's actually worked out.
0: It's just not not something that's on our horizon anytime soon. So, unfortunately, the answer is no to that. Tracy brought up a good point before we started recording. She said now that Disneyland Paris is now under the Disney control, quote-unquote, of the Disney Mm -hmm. company, that might change. You know, they may start giving travel agents, um, you know, a, a... Better way to book it. They might start letting you do it through central reservations. Mm -hmm. Right, through central reservations or an online booking system. They may do something where it's comparable to what people can get over there. Yeah, at least give us the same
1: promotions. Because with World or Land, Disney World or Disneyland here, um, whatever the offer is, we can book the same promotions. Um, So you're not at a disadvantage for using an agent. You're on an equal playing field. With Disneyland Paris, at this point, we're not. We're not on the same playing field. So until that happens... um, You know, for us to put the extra time and effort into it when we're already not on even footing, it's just it doesn't make sense at this point.
0: Agreed. All right. Question number three. We're going to Walt Disney World for the first time this year. We are driving there. Would it make more sense once we're there to just use the bus systems to get around every day or drive to each park? I can answer this. I think we're going to have different opinions on this. So, Tracy, go first and tell us the wrong opinion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who not only has driven here, who also rents a car when I'm here, Um, even if I'm flying in, I rent a car, I would say it's half and half. There are some parks where I think it's best to drive to. I find it more convenient. It sometimes depends on the resort I'm staying at and what their bus system is like. There's so many what ifs to this question. Um, I think you know yourself best. If you're the type that you get here, you want to put the keys in the basket in the drawer and you don't want to touch them. And maybe driving or traffic is part of your everyday life and you would just want to let it go. You just want to get the bus, they're going to take you. If it takes you 30 minutes to get somewhere, it takes to minutes because it's all part of the journey for you it's more relaxing, then by all means, take the bus. I am more, I need to get there and I need to get there now. I don't have patience for buses. I don't have patience to wait for people. I do take them sometimes. I think going to the Magic Kingdom, it almost always makes sense to take your resort bus because going to the Magic Kingdom is a production. You know, if you're driving, you park in the parking lot, you get the parking tram, then you get to the taking Transportation Center. From there, you're taking the monorail or the um, ferry boat, over to the actual Magic Kingdom. That's a whole thing. And
0: I'm always the car where the person in front of me gets to park up close, and then I have to go to the end of the road.
1: Always. What? Always. Why can't I park next to that guy? I no, know. You have to go all the way to the I end know, of the It road happens apart. all the time. And so recently we drove to the – it was a last-minute decision, went to the Magic Kingdom to see the Philadelphia Eagles – Nick Foles' victory parade, go Eagles. Um, so we did that very last minute. So we drove, we parked at the Magic Kingdom, we did all of that that I just talked about. And I thought to Chris, this is why we stay at resorts. <laughs> this is why we stay on site. It was such a production to get wow. to the Magic Kingdom and from. When you take a bus from your resort, it drops you off at the Magic Kingdom. You just walk in to the front gate. So it's a totally different thing. So, Magic Kingdom, I say take the bus. The other parks. You know that was intentional, right? <laughs> Do you really? Do I what?
3: You know, that was intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Was intentional. Yeah, absolutely. That you had to go through that stuff. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They for wanted, sure. Because right. well, th- because Disneyland was, became surrounded by everything. Right. Yeah. They wanted that separation for right. the magic. Kingdom. Exactly. Wanted to be a, a entrance, yeah. It's a journey. A journey. In. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, again, we are firm believers in never taking a bus ever anywhere you are.
3: I like to control my own temperature. Yeah.
0: It's, you know, it's just something we believe in. We think we, you should drive everywhere. <laughs> I do agree about Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, Epcot can be bad at times. It can be. Depending. You could park out in the middle of nowhere, but it doesn't seem to be anywhere as and bad. And their trams aren't as Yeah. regular. Yeah. But uh, anything else, we definitely drive to the parks. And
2: uh, I would say for me, it's the two that I would say to drive to would be, or not to drive to would be Magic Kingdom, and then uh, Animal Kingdom, unless you're going First thing in the right. morning or uh, towards the evening, if you go anytime in the middle of the day, uh, 11 o'clock to 4, you are going to be parking out in the last rows. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, always. It just always happens. And, uh, you know, I as long as you're not going during the week of Christmas or maybe like during prime movie times... I would say also drive to Disney Springs as well, too. It's just with the new garages and stuff, it's just so much more convenient to drive there than bus.
0: Exactly. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's also... um for some people it's the entire experience of being there. Some sure. for some people say say I like to ride the bus cuz yep. I feel like I'm in the whole Disney yep. bubble and you know you they play something.
1: And for a lot of people that's part of the appeal, the fact that they don't have to drive. Right. They don't have to worry about where they're going and where, you know, where they're parking and and it, for people that's a lot of the appeal. And if that is you, then by all means the bus system it is a great bus system considering the amount of people it moves over the distance. It's a great bus system.
0: One of the things I think they did, which was brilliant was the road construction outside of Disney Springs, creating that bus lane.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know if that's planned for other places on property, but But I think that was brilliant because it gets those buses out of the regular traffic, gives them their own path so that you're not, you know, 14 people deep in line. And we
1: should say, if you are staying in a Disney resort, your parking is free at the theme parks. So if you do decide to drive,
0: um, right, that shouldn't you do be a consideration, right? Yep. You're parking for free. All right. Question number four. Related to a recent episode, has anyone been on a Holland America cruise or NCL Norwegian Cruise Line? And how would those stack up against Disney Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, and Celebrity? Um, This is in response to Tracy's uh, experiences on those three cruise lines. Um, We have done Norwegian Cruise Line. We've talked about our Norwegian Cruise Line experiences. We were not fans of Norwegian Cruise Line. We do believe, though, part
3: of that was the cruise... And the ship we took. Those were different experiences. Right. The European cruise, we cruised on the Epic. And I'm not going to go into details, but it's the most messed up ship on Earth. And then the other one we did was the Norwegian Cruise Line Pride of America, Mm -hmm. which is a ship registered in the United States, which is unique. And while we enjoyed going to the different islands, um, the experience on board was different.
0: Yeah, Yeah. So again, I don't know if we have enough. I have enough to give a comprehensive Mm -hmm. comparison of these. I just think that... Of the two two, we've taken,
3: we prefer other
0: things. Other other cruise lines. And
1: I kind of say the same thing. I've been on the Norwegian Pride of America as well. Um, And I believe that I've not technically been on a Norwegian cruise because I think this is so different. I think your experience on the Epic as well. Epic is a one-off for them. So I think these experiences we've had with Norwegian are not what we would consider typical Norwegian experiences. And I think that's why we all kind of don't really... I can't ding them because the two I did... No, that's how I feel too. The two I did were
3: really unique. Right.
0: um, And I'll say this. We have agents who specialize in Norwegian, who love Norwegian Cruise Line. We have Mm -hmm. several agents who have done it and are comfortable selling it and know
3: the product yeah. well. None of us have done a uh, Caribbean cruise on Norwegian. Correct. No. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm, I really it's on my list. Um, did you notice that John has me staying at resorts under construction or without water <laughs> or camping? So if we could all start to write when we're going to start to you know send Tracy on the Holland America line, <laughs> check out the new ship in Norwegian.
0: <laughs> no, uh, there's other fun things we can send you to. There's more fun things
1: to do, yes. Yeah. So, so
0: Have you been on Holland America? I have not been on Holland
1: America either. Um, again, definitely on the list. Like, these are these are good cruise lines. Norwegian has a very um, loyal following and I do, they were very innovative in the cruise industry when they came out with their whole freestyle cruising and I'm very interested to get on one of their newer ships doing the Caribbean. They're doing some real cool things. of America. I can't
3: remember what the name of it is. Uh, I
1: apologize. Bliss, am I thinking? I don't know. The one with the... Uh, Go kart track on the top of the cruise ship, mm. um, and Holland America is—it's—it's it's been around a it's long been, time. It's kind of the grandfather, right? It's—it's right. it's been around a really long time, and I don't—I think they do a lot of things really, really well. Alaska, they do really, really well.
0: Holland America is also one of those cruise lines you don't see advertised a lot. Nope, they don't Royal need Caribbean's to. on TV every day, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Holland America, and I don't Holland think they
3: America have. Holland America to me, I, and I've never been, so this is all conjecture on my part. I picture it being. Much fancier than the way we cruise.
1: In my head, it's the Titanic. And I think it's because I've never been on a ship. But you know in the beginning of the Titanic when they walk on and the ship is all the wood and it's so majestic? In my head, that's what Holland America looks like. I I I don't have any
3: experience to change that. But I I picture ball gowns and tuxedos.
1: I've cruised Princess, which I would consider similar to Holland America. Um, But they're on the list. I love cruising and I can't wait for a long time, I had my favorites. Like Disney Cruise Line was my favorite, so I hit like 20 Disney cruises, mm-hmm. I and have. I feel like I, you know, missed out on some of this other stuff. And um, I'm we, interested to try some of these other lines.
0: We have our first celebrity cruise booked. You do, yeah. Mm. Going out of Port Canaveral in? No, we're not.
1: No, you're not. We're not
0: going out of Miami in.
1: I, I was gonna say you booked the wrong seat. You're <laughs> yeah, going out of Port Canaveral going on carnival. I
0: think that's, I think that's the celebrity one that you gamble on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
3: going out, you're going going out of August.
0: Miami. Yeah. So out of Miami. So very very excited about yeah. that. Very excited. And about not
3: because of where we're going. No, it has nothing to but do with how it. we're
1: going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you to try it.
0: So, um, not a question. But along the lines of this in general, we get a lot of people saying, when are you going to talk about Carnival? Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk about Carnival? You don't seem to sell Carnival Cruise Line. Um, The people who I have talked to who have experienced Carnival Cruise Line always seem to have the same opinion, that it's not in the same class of sailing as Royal Caribbean and Disney. However, there are new ships out there that people are saying are – terrific ships and the sail is great and the the cast of the crew is great. So, again, not enough information to do it. No experience on it. But I do know that from what I've heard, um, Julie just got back from a carnival cruise. That was happened to be a sort of a girl's trip and she hated every minute of it. She said it was really, really yeah. bad. Carnival I've cruised carnival
1: before. I've cruised them. Ben and I cruised them once a few years ago. Um, It has a reputation. It has a reputation as a party ship. It got a lot of reputation when they were leaving ships out at sea for a few days without plumbing. Um, But all of that aside, they've really tried to refocus the line and really come out with new ships and more customer service oriented and stuff. Um, You know, like you said, you talk to people who've been on a Carnival. Like I know people and they say, oh, we've cruised Carnival. Oh, how did you like it? Oh, it was good for what we paid. Yeah. I hear that all the time.
3: But that's also not something that Dreams Unlimited Travel does. No. We kind of stand behind the products that we, exactly. we sell. Yeah. And if we don't believe in it. Yeah. And so far, I don't know. I, I haven't There's heard new, anybody that would convince
0: me. I that
1: worked at an agency that used to make you sign a waiver if you booked Carnival. <laughs> To say, I told you, I told what you to so. Expect.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think we all feel that way. There is a brand new ship, Carnival has a brand new ship. I don't know the name of it, but it's getting uh, quite a few accolades. Mm-hmm. So maybe they've turned a corner and they're. Yeah. Really- and
1: there
3: are gonna be people out there who love Carnival who are gonna email us now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I apologize, it's not to be, it's just I have experienced one and it was nowhere near, and I've been cruising since I was 16 years old. I took my first cruise when I was 16. I've cruised a lot. I've cruised a lot of ships, and I've cruised a lot of lines, and I, I have decided not to sell it. I as if I have one of my, I, I can have good clients come and ask me about Carnival, and I will, you know, direct them to another agent that can help them. But even or,
3: with the ships that we've sailed, we have preferences. We do. So yeah. it's everybody's got a different preference. Yeah.
1: And it is, it is, and I talk about other lines that I want to get on. I do want to cruise Carnival again on one of the newer ships. I want to give them a second chance. Um, the opportunity hasn't come up yet, but I will. Yeah.
0: It's also tough. We don't have a lot of time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Time seems to fly.
0: All right, moving on to our next question. Does Dreams Unlimited Travel help you book split trips? We are planning four nights in Disney and then four nights at Universal. I want to make sure we're going about it the right
3: way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively.
3: Yep. This is a huge question. I, I monitor a generic email account where people just send questions. And yes, however, I think one of the things people don't realize, and I realize this is very kind of basic to us, is that you can't do that as one request. These are two separate companies with two separate booking systems. So it is two reservations, but your agent can help. Yep. Sort of put things all together. Yep. But they do have to come in as separate reservation requests because Disney's not booking Universal. Exactly. It makes their milk curdle. Um makes their milk and curdle. we
1: have <laughs> we have really started doing this more and more. The more that Universal is up their game. It used to be that we would have clients and you would oh, you could just go over to Universal for the day. Um, you know, see what you want to do and come back to the Disney bubble. But now we have a I have lots of clients who are making it you know, a double, a split Well, their trip. hotels have been up. They, they've yeah, upped the everything. Game. They've up the game across it's the entire the board.
0: And Universal's now become a multi-day experience. It has. Before, you it just long have long to understand
1: that they are, Right. we can push them together for you, yep. but they are separate. things. They bands. are. And the good thing about Universal is that they offer what we call a take-two transfer. So if you book a Universal vacation, we can actually book you transfers that will pick you up at Disney. Take you Universal and then take you to the to the airport after your Universal, Mm -hmm. or vice versa if you do Universal first. And
3: there, if you're staying at Disney and you just want to go to Universal for the day, there are there's tickets available and stuff like that. Transfers available. (laughs) We
0: have uh, several agents now who are experts in both Disney and Universal, and several agents who do this quite a bit. The other thing we get questions on along this line is, can I do a a cruise and Universal, the, the answer is absolutely yes. We just need to find you the right agent. The Agents same who are familiar thing is with true
3: them. with that. Even if you're staying within Disney, those are separate requests. Disney no longer has a land-sea right. option. You book a land reservation and you book a cruise reservation. I answer this question a lot. Can you tell? <laughs> but they can, your agent can join them up very,
1: very easily. And you can add a pre- or post-day to a Disney cruise, but you're adding it at regular rate. So you know we book those as two separate things for you, like Kevin said, to make sure. I think the I
0: think the, the takeaway I'd like everybody have from this is that we have agents who do this all the time. We have agents that are uh, experts in each of these destinations, so you will get the agent who can help you do this. This is just. I just want to piggyback
3: that one of the fears that I hear is: Do what I need then? Will I have two separate agents? And there are enough people working for us that can handle both. That I, no one agent will looking for the world you I'll know
0: off in, in, all, in all fairness um wasn't too long ago where many of our dreams agents weren't that familiar with universal right. but we've been through some trainings a large number of agents have been through the universal training and been on-site yep so they they are definitely experts in that discipline it was
1: funny after our universal training um, how many agents were going back to universal for their family vacations mm-hmm. um so you know that's when you know universals yeah. up their game so you come and you see it and you're like oh wait You know, I became a universal annual pass holder after our last one. So you get to see that, oh, there's more happening down the I-4 than we thought.
0: Uh, Okay, next question. Uh, If you're staying at Walt Disney World and you book a bounce back offer, can a travel agent take over the reservation so they can help you with other details besides the room reservation? Um, The quick answer is yes. But Tracy, do you want to explain a bounce back offer?
1: So what happens is when you're staying at a Disney resort, there's always a, a booklet in the room, kind of like the room guide or the resort guide what's happening. If there are bounce back offers being made, they are in there, usually the front cover, maybe the second page. And what it is, is it's an it's a specific offer for you to book before you leave on this trip. So if you're on a trip right now, you book it while you're here and it's for a future date. So the dates will vary, but usually they're, you know, right now we're booking until the end of 18 because that's what's out. So, you know, you might, if you were staying now, you might see an offer that would be good for the whole year through the fall. So, if you wanted to come back, then you could book while you were there and get this special discount. It's almost always a good discount. And I always check them when I'm here, and they're often better than a lot of the general public discounts that have been available or come up. So, if you're at Disney and you decide, I think we want to do this again, I would check for a bounce back offer. Now, keep in mind, your dates are going to be limited to probably this year. So if you think you're going to do this at the end of 19, you're probably not going to see a bounce back offer for that. Um, It's not just a room discount. So it's a discount off the room portion of it, but you can still book a package. You can book tickets and dining if you want with that. If you were there and you booked with a travel agent, the agent on the phone should say to you, do you want to use the same travel agent? If they don't, you can say, I want to book this under my agency. Um, You have to call from the resort while you're there. So you have to call from the room there's actually there's a four digit number they give you or a quick call um so you have to do and you have to book it before you check out once you get home there's no change in your mind it has to be done then um and then if you book it under the agency you just let us know when you get home if for whatever reason you couldn't get it booked under the agency we can still transfer that reservation to the agency after you return home um, as long as it was booked with disney direct Uh, dreams doesn't accept transfers from other travel agencies Uh, just as a professional courtesy it's as soon as you
0: get home, let yeah, us know, and exactly. we will uh, start, start the, the process, because there is a yep. time frame on those. Um, I do have a question. I actually have a piece of information, and I have a question. We had someone stay, a good friend of ours stay. She always does the bounce-back offer. There was nothing in her room. Mm-hmm. And at first, she thought, oh, Disney's not offering this anymore. She went to the front desk and said, it's not in my room. So, you know... I think that's something you should do. Are you offering yeah. a bounce back? Is it just mm-hmm. not placed in and my it's room? hard
1: to find because it is in this booklet. It used to be a separate piece of paper that they put didn't in the It used to be
0: like, wasn't it like a tent at one it point? It was, and spike? they don't
1: do that anymore. Yeah. It's just this one booklet. It's like it looks like a magazine, and you would miss it if you didn't know. And that's where the offer has been.
0: My question is, can you move a bounce back offer?
1: My understanding is you can move it, but the dates that you're moving it to have to be when the bounce back offer was valid gotcha. for so I don't believe that you could move it then next year. Like you couldn't book it for eighteen with the hopes of keeping it for nineteen. 19. I believe it has to be within the validity date of what the that offer was. Um now that being said, you can change the offer. So let's say you decide to book the bounce back offer, but then something better comes out later, we can change you from the bounce back offer to whatever better came out.
0: All right. Sounds good. Definitely book that bounce back offer and use Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, all right, moving on to our next question. Do you think insurance offered through Disney Cruise Line is the best one to get, or what, or what other recommendations, recommendations Wow, do you have for insurance? Uh, we've touched on insurance in the past. Insurance is a very personal decision for you to make. You should always do your own research, but there are certainly benefits for Disney Cruise Line insurance, do you want to expound on that uh, I think or the biggest
1: advantage to the cruise line insurance is the cancel for any reason clause. Yeah. So what happens with that is if you have to cancel your trip and you're in penalty phase, so it's after final payment, you have to cancel your trip, um, there's going to be a non-refundable amount. So you're going to apply to the insurance. You're going to make a claim. If the insurance company denies your claim, Disney Cruise Line offers a safety net. So what they say is if the insurance company says, no, your reason for canceling is not insurable, we're going to give you a future cruise certificate worth 75% of your non-refundable amount. So if your non-refundable amount is $1,000, they're going to give you a future cruise certificate for $750 to use towards another cruise within a year. Okay. That's the benefit to cruise line insurance. And that's pretty well across the board with any cruise line. The disadvantage to cruise line insurance often is price. It's not off. It's not always the cheapest. Disney cruise line, for example, is 8% of your total cruise fare. Um, The other disadvantage. true of Adventures by Disney also. Right. Same thing. Um, The other disadvantage is that this insurance is covering your cruise. So it's not covering your flights to get to the cruise and not covering your week at Disney before or after or anything else you're doing. So sometimes you want to get an insurance that is going to cover your entire trip. I know we've talked about it before going to a site like insuremytrip.com where they're a little bit of a broker where they represent multiple companies. No. You'll also be able to look for insurance there that might be more specific to your needs. If you need more coverage for A than B or C, you, know, you can then personalize it a little bit more to what you need if you have more pre-existing conditions you're worried about. Um, you will have much more say in personalizing an insurance product in a third party company Disney Cruise Line has one product one size fits all everybody gets the same thing so simplest yes the future cruise certificate is a nice bonus outside of that not not always the best option it's
0: also folded into your cruise price so you're not making right. a separate payment to somebody yeah. else you know so that's another convenience of it
3: one of the things i would like to state is that when you buy an insurance policy you're not buying that from dreams unlimited travel We are really, especially if you go through insuremytrip.com, we are really not part of that transaction at all. You are buying an insurance policy from an insurance company. I deal with Adventures by Disney a lot. You're buying an insurance policy. So if something happens, it is up to you to make a claim. You have to... Go through the process. I can forward you paperwork or information, but I can't make a claim for you. It's
0: also important to remember, too, that you're also not being insured by Disney Cruise Line. Right. You're being insured by an outside company that Disney Cruise Line uses to supply. And different
3: to. companies have different policies as far as pre-existing yeah. conditions. If you, purchase adventures by, if you book an Adventures by Disney and add and pay in full for the insurance within 14 days, pre-existing conditions are covered.
0: I think we're mudding muddling things up a bit.
3: Well, I just wanted you to know that they're not all yeah, exactly, not exactly the same. same. Different
1: providers offer different. definitely not one size fits right. Right. I
0: think for the Disney Cruise Line question, I think the answer is if you're just doing a Disney Cruise, the Disney Cruise Line insurance is certainly a good policy.
1: It's adequate, it's, for it's, sure. It's, uh, is it the best? I wouldn't say it's the best right. option for everybody. It's
0: easy. It's convenient. It's a good policy. It's something that you'd probably yeah. be okay with. All right. We're going to do two more questions. All right. Uh, the next you one. one of them about Star Wars? No. There's no Star Wars questions. Okay. That's for the ride home. <laughs> Our next question is, I watched your recent shows on the Christmas markets cruise, and it sounds great, but I can't travel that time of year because of work. Have you ever done a river cruise not at Christmas? Was it work, or did you think the Christmas mark?
3: I don't understand
0: this. Do you think the Christmas markets... I think the
3: question was, did you think it was worth
0: it? Worth it? There we go. Was it worth it? Or do you think the Christmas markets are the only reason to do a river cruise? We have done another separate biking cruise we enjoyed very much.
3: We did the Paris to Normandy cruise in October. Had no holidays attached to it and loved it. Loved it enough that the Christmas markets... That the, that the first cruise intrigued us enough to do the Christmas markets. I think they're great. I think um, the Christmas markets are very specific, but right. the Danube and the Rhine River cruises, they run pretty much all year. So yeah. there's a, a, a lot of reasons to do it other than Christmas markets.
0: We had folks on our uh, Christmas market cruise who said, I want to do this cruise not at this time of year because they didn't have enough time to do the other stuff, right. to do the shore excursions that are included with the cruise to maybe explore a little bit on there's their own. There's also
3: something to be said for better weather. Right. warmer weather for sure now we love that we were kind of I mean some of the rooms on a cruise the river cruises had balconies the Christmas market cruise was not a balcony cruise it was
0: not as <laughs> chilly now we've, we've become huge fans of Viking Cruise Line river cruises we definitely mm-hmm. see a lot more in our future this is
1: top of my bucket list to get on a river cruise For sure. I do have to say, someone wrote to me, and
3: I I learned something very recently, and I don't know enough about it to be an expert on it. Um, Viking River Cruises are not scooter accessible. You cannot bring a scooter. If you need a scooter for mobility, you cannot bring one on a Viking River Cruise. There are... The gangways can be very, very steep, and then there are stairs off the gangway. It's just the the residence hall is very narrow. There's no place to store a scooter. But it, I, it was brought to my attention that there is a cruise line out there, a Viking River cruise out there that is offering accessible cruises to people who need mobility issues. Specific itinerary, specific ship? I I just learned of this. So I don't have enough information to be spouting off about it, but there are options, and I didn't know that.
0: I think you would love this. First of all, I think the service (laughs) is really above and beyond anything. Disney Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, and... Because you eat in the one dining room and have not necessarily the same server over again, over again, but there's only a few servers, I think your whole dietary thing would not be an issue at all. Right. The other thing is every night would at
3: dinner, crazy. there is a menu, a daily menu. But I don't remember what they call it, but then there's the – every you can have this every day, and it's salmon, chicken, mm-hmm. steak, or a vegetarian entree. And those things are available to you, and you can customize those and order them the way you want. So there is that – if you don't like the options that they're serving on the, the daily specials, there's always a, a, a grilled chicken breast or a steak or something like that.
1: I can tell you the only reason we haven't done one yet, Well, for, I, I don't think the only reason, because really the opportunity hasn't really come up for us to do it, um, one of the biggest drawbacks for us was the social aspect of it. Because it's such a small space, you're eating with the same people, and, and on a cruise ship, I can disappear. <laughs> You know, you can kind of far do fewer your own people. thing. And so with yeah. less people, you're in more forced social situations and dining uh, with people. And
3: Every night when you go in the dining room, you can choose where to sit. Right. Now, so like other people you, will sit
1: with me. <laughs> well, I will.
3: Yeah. they're <laughs> yeah, no tables for two. No. Right. And the other thing is people tend to return to the seat they had last night with the people they met last right. night. So um, it is like that. Yeah. and there's no room service and that's why we say we have to go with if you went with another couple there's (laughs) tables
0: (laughs) for four you can do another couple
2: go I I like the idea of it as a concept too because like for me I know I'm not I don't want to piss people off here but I feel like I didn't travel enough Uh, when I was younger you know everyone has the friends who as soon as they're done with college they say you know what I'm just going to go travel and I'm going to go broke doing it but I'm going to get to see the world I didn't do that Um, so now I'm at the point where I'm playing catch up and, you know, the fact is we are just so busy all the time that I don't know if I'll ever have the chance to take three to four weeks and go and explore Mm -hmm. all of these different cities that I want to. So while I might not get the full experience that I might want, at least I know I could visit all these cities and get a good taste of it, exactly. and then be able to move on, and at the end of the day say, I was there, I got to see it.
3: I'm going to build on what you said. I, the idea of going on a shore excursion where I get on a bus with 45 other people and work and travel with 45 other people and tour with 45 other people makes me sweat. I very rarely do that. What we do is we do a little bit of research and then sort of visit the things that we want to see. So you can sort of customize this your way. No one has to travel the same way I do. I don't find bus seats comfortable. They're not made for people who are six foot five. So I choose to do things my way. You could do the same thing.
0: Can I go back to the food for one second? On the Viking cruise, in in addition to the dining room, there is what they call the lighter fare. So up on an upper deck with what's called the Aquavit Terrace on the (laughs) cruises we've been on.
3: It's an indoor-outdoor space that has multiple purposes.
0: And it's uh, almost always the same food but a little bit smaller uh, Mm -hmm. choices. And you could sit by yourself. So you don't have to go to the dining room and sit right. with a lot more people. You could go up there and sit by yeah. yourself and have just a great time.
1: <laughs> Isn't that just create the saddest picture ever? <laughs> don't look at don't me. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Well, I think it's what you're comfortable with. And it I is. Think, and I think it's I think part of it is always that i this our lives are so busy and they're so social. And there's so much of our lives where we're kind of I don't know, on, for a lack of a better word, sometimes you just don't want to Oh, absolutely. Now, I can I also you. tell you
3: that um, at least Viking, I can only speak for Viking River Cruises, I've not done another one, allows you and even encourages you to bring things onto the ship. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't want to go to dinner and you were in a port that day, you can go out and get whatever you want and bring it back to your room. Right. Um
0: and a yeah. lot of the time you're overnighting, so a lot of time there's yeah. the opportunity to eat in the town you're staying. <laughs> and, and I can tell you how wonderful. I think they you are. would love it. And I one think you absolutely love markets,
3: it. Christmas markets. We bought a salami in the shape of a pig, and one night we decided we were going to have cheese and crackers and salami and wine in this multiple-purpose room, and the waiter took the <laughs> the pig. Away from us and took it into the kitchen and had the chef slice it for us. That's how accommodating they are. And they brought us plates and napkins and forks and knives yeah. and stuff like that. So, even though we had purchased our own, um, we were willing to you know use our little you know
0: Swiss Army knife and <laughs> cut up pieces. And they were like, no, let's do it for you. And also, I want to touch one more thing. What Craig said about uh, visiting multiple ports. What I loved about the river cruises is you are you are a dock away from the city. You're not getting off the ship and you're not getting on a bus to visit. There's some places where you want to do that because that's where the big attraction is. But everywhere you go, you can just walk off that boat and explore the town that you're in. And it's so easy to do.
3: I will give you the highest compliment I possibly can about the Viking Christmas market cruise. John said to me on the last day of the cruise, I wish we could stay on and go back the other way.
0: That never happened. I did. I wanted to stay on. It was great.
3: Yeah. All right. So moving
0: on, this is our final question for, um, this episode regarding working with dreams. Are you hiring again at any time in the foreseeable future? It would be a dream come true to work for your company. Uh, at this point in time that we're recording this and probably when it's going to air, the answer is no, we are not bringing on any more travel agents. Um, but that doesn't mean it won't change in the future. The best thing you can do is keep watching. We will announce when that will happen. And it will be a very similar process to the last time. We will put out a form that you can fill out and submit your information. And then from that point, we will be choosing candidates to move further. But as of right now, just not going to happen.
1: No. And we are – I wouldn't say we're fully staffed, but I think we're in good shape Yes, um, with the agents we have. And the other thing is we don't bring on – agents that we don't have time to commit and train. So there's also the time commitment. We talk about how busy we are. Um, Deciding to hire new agents is a big commitment. And when we do that, we want to make sure we have the time to dedicate to those agents to make sure that they're getting a solid foundation for their Mm -hmm. business as well. And so at this point, we're still kind of you know the la- our the our last run of hire was really successful and we've got some great new agents out of there and they're coming on you know some of them are starting to come on their 1 year anniversary this year and we're still i would say in some cases working with them making yeah. sure they have a nice solid base so we're not ready yet and we're we've said it before we're just not that host agency that's just signing right. people up
0: we've say this i've said this before um we want to make sure that there's enough work for everybody. Right. So it's not a question of, you know, are we just going to bring on people and just make it so that everybody's fighting for everything? It's, an, it's a balance act that we do. Number of agents to the amount of uh, clients we have. So once we, you know, reach the next tipping point, then we will be bringing on more people for sure. But stay tuned. Watch the show. This is probably where you'll hear about it or on our Facebook page. And then from there, we'll tell you the, how, the process of how you could get us your information. That'll do it for our question and answer show. Thank you guys for helping me answer these questions. I truly appreciate it. Thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation.